Hey, good morning, leaders. I have another episode of Leveling Up with Brigham Blackham. We are so grateful to have you on. Guys, like always, you want to make sure you like and subscribe this so we can get this message out to as many people as possible. We have a very special guest on today, my good friend and mentor, Cosimo Intermite. He is a genius and he knows how to take other people and help them become geniuses in 21 days. That's actually the name of his program is Genius in 21 Days. But we're going to dive even deeper into not just what it takes to overcome some of your own personal learning blocks, but how to, to really have confidence in your systems, confidence in the way that you learn so that you can, you can make more of yourself and make uh, whatever it is that you want to learn more achievable. So Cosimo, welcome to the call, my friend. I'm so excited to have you on today. It is just a pleasure to have you. Tell me a little bit about your backstory and introduce yourself. Go ahead. I'm super, super excited to be here. Thank you very much, Brigham, to bringing me here. And so, story. Well, the thing is that no one really told us how to learn, just what to learn. And that's why we developed different blocks in learning, as you were saying earlier. Yeah. And so blocks can be, for example, reading over and over without retaining, can be comprehension problems, can be focus problems, can be uh, many other things like being forgetful or overwhelmed or procrastinating, frustrated. There are so many blocks. I don't want to make people bored just in the beginning of this <laughs> with all the blocks. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what happens is those blocks, we have it because no one really taught us a method on how to learn. And so my journey has been in gathering all the possible techniques the world knows and we know in the world and be able to customize them on someone else's brain. Mm. So because every brain is different. No one has the brain that you have. And so, for example, no one will have the same DNA that you will have when you will die. And so yeah. as, as well as our brain, no one will have the same way we learn. Like, let's say you want to replace Einstein. Can you replace Einstein? Well, with someone better, with someone worse than Einstein, but not exactly Einstein, because the way he learned and he learned, it was different from other people. Yeah. So that's why there is a need to customize specific techniques on people's brain. And for me, for example, I am dyslexic. And when I came here in the US, it was a very hard decision because it was a national speaker in Italy. I was doing good things with many companies and schools and universities. It was, it was really, really fun. I really loved it. And, and, but I never learned English, never learned English because of the excuse of my dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And so when uh, there was the possibility to open America, I said, oh, certamente, una bella opportunità, perché no? Mi piacerebbe <laughs> parlare inglese. Uh, I didn't like what were we saying? <laughs> exactly. So I didn't know what I was saying too in that moment in Italian, but <laughs> what happens is I felt like, do I really want to do this? And, and so my brain said, Cosimo, you, know, don't, you don't know English for years of school. No matter how much, how much hard you tried, uh, you never got it. But then, then I was able to say yes. And I said yes, because in my brain, I thought, now I have a method, and so I can learn. And so I learned 6,000 words in two weeks, plus the grammar rules, thanks to the techniques. And of course, words in English. And after, after five weeks, I was standing up in front of a crowd and teaching my course. 
I wasn't fluent this way, of course, but the most important thing I want people to understand is whatever you feel that's blocking you, it's not your fault. It's because your brain doesn't know any better or doesn't know a method or doesn't know something. And so when people come to the genius course and they understand they have blocks, they understand it's not their fault. They understand there is a possibility. What happens is they open up to possibilities and, and it's amazing. Yes, that's been my journey in seeing this program in people's eyes, changing their eyes, changing their eyes and changing their lives. That is so good. So Cosmo, tell us something that most people don't know about you yet. And oh. even those that are like in our community, tell us like, what, what are some things that, that you're like, man, if you know this about me, you'd really know me. Are <laughs> you really? Yeah. Oh, there are so many things. First of all, I was a singer. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I've never sang in, I mean, in, in America here, uh, but uh, my biggest uh, concert was in Italy for fundraising in high school. And we had about 7,000 people in that concert. So it was, nice. it was amazing. <laughs> then uh, I didn't have any instructor to teach me how to sing. And I remember that I got some vocal knots, so I couldn't sing after a little while. So it was really bad. Yeah. Since then, I mean, I sing under the shower. Yes, I sing during Christmas with my kid. So my daughter loves me when we sing together. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I'm going to try again that <laughs> a little bit. I so that's one thing that I do. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. I'm a singer too. So we just connected on that. Really? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And so so um, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit more about Cosmo. He's someone that really knows how to to help us take some of these big blocks in our mind and simplify them. I actually have uh, a couple basic topics that I wanted to cover with him because he's got such a wealth of experience and knowledge. We were not gonna be able to cover everything, but we are going to be able to give you some serious value today. So uh, I'm gonna share my screen really quick. And once again, he's the, uh, the owner of Genius in 21 Days here in America. And we're gonna first talk about this idea of how to brainstorm and why it's so efficient if you have a good method. So Cosmo, tell me a little bit more. What is some of the strategies or some of the ways that you like to brainstorm when you're cover, coming up with a new topic or you're coming up with how you want to approach something? Yeah, give us some methods. Very good. So uh, first of all, there is a new book I'm working on uh, and it's great that you're asking me this topic because I covered that I think uh, two weeks ago in this new draft that I'm doing. So this is like new. <laughs> so the first thing we have to know is that our brain is really made to brainstorm. And usually when people brainstorm, they do it in a wrong way. What do I mean? So if you wanna come up with new ideas or new ways to, uh, to expand your business or new ways to mm, be better in your life, usually what people do is they start thinking, thinking in their brain. Okay, now what's the dangerous part of thinking? That you don't control so all of your older thoughts. And so you're gonna get stuck in too many thoughts, which will bring you to overthinking. Mm -hmm. And now the overthinking doesn't bring any, any solutions because if you overthink with the same level of mind, the same problem or the same thing that you wanna find, uh, find a solution for, you're not gonna find any solutions or you're gonna be stuck more into the problems and into the problem that you have 
and this will generate then some emotions that will reaffirm the problem even more. It will become more present, that problem. So the real brainstorming doesn't really happen in your brain only, yeah. but your brain needs a little bit of help in doing that. And, and so to give you an example, uh, brainstorming can be done, of course, with mind maps, which is one of the methods that we teach in the Genius in 21 Days. But if you don't know that method, what can I do in order to do that? I was working with this client and it was really, really fun what he was saying. And he said, um, so to create, a, to create a successful business, to make money, you need money. And I said, really? Do you need so much money to, to do everything you want to do? Uh, and he said, oh, yes, if I want to do this, I need more money, I need more money. And you only need money to create what you need to create. Well, it's not true. You don't need money to create what you want. You need, you need creativity. So you need, if you want to be really successful, you need creativity. And then by brainstorming, what, how can I get there in a different way than just the one solution you're seeing, overthinking, then you're going to see possibilities opening in front of you. So it was really fun because we sat down in your mind maps and I said, okay, now let's do a super creative thinking mind. That's a, a technique that we teach. Uh, anyways, the book will talk about it. But what I would say to you is it was really fun because after uh, we brainstormed, he found several ideas and we selected three, which about one month and a half ago, he opened his business and he basically is making more money than he thought he could. It was really, really fun because I said, see, creativity generates money. No money generates money. I mean, also money when you have it, but what if you don't? It's your possibility to access that super brain that you have. So what's the strategy you can use if you don't know mind maps? Well, uh, you can take a sheet of paper, write down all, instead of being in your mind, write down the title of your thing, problem or solution you want to find to what, or oh, let's say, I would like to do this business or actually you say what business what do i want to do whatever question you want to ask yourself just write that idea that you have it didn't find any solution and then ask your brain okay now give me everything that you think about it and you write down and you write down asking why to yourself asking what asking questions so have a conversation with your brain <laughs> it's gonna be very fun because you're gonna write down things that in the beginning are very easy to think but then as you as your brain has all those ideas, you write them down and you see, oh my gosh, I didn't think about this. Now don't, I mean, you will get excited, yes, but at the same time, don't stop that flow. It's a very important flow that your brain goes into. And Harvard University studied that most of the success of uh, CEOs and big companies, um, so in the CEO success actually, comes from the gut feeling. So what's the gut feeling? The gut feeling is a result of three trillion of thoughts and cells connecting together with experiences, things they heard, experiences of others, books that you read, anything you ever known in your life, come up with a solution. That's a gut feeling. Mm. You don't know why, but at some point you answer and you say, I didn't know that question, but it was right. Why? That's, for example, during a test because your gut feeling analyzed all the possibilities pos that you have in that moment and to come up with a solution. 
And actually, Harvard Business Harvard University said that 80% of their success comes from the gut feeling. So instead of overthinking, be creative, brainstorm. I love that. Instead of overthinking, be creative. Because a lot of us get stuck in that analysis paralysis. It's almost like we have chains that are stopping us or inhibiting us from moving forward. I know I've had that in my life at multiple times. And one of the, the next topics I want to bring up is this idea of how to liberate yourself from those blocks. So how do we break free? How do we make sure that those chains that are that are feeling like we can't do something can start to be shifted and allow us to to move forward, allow us to break free, to liberate ourselves? And tell us a little bit, maybe what are what, some other strategies that we could use to liberate those blocks? Go ahead. Awesome. So, first of all, in order to liberate yourself and break you free from your blocks, the most important thing is being aware of what they are. Mm. So, there is no change if there is no awareness. And so, the first thing you have to do is to be aware. Yes. And then it, being aware, it's not just saying, oh, I know what my blocks are, but understanding where those blocks are blocking you in your life. So what is preventing you to do? What kind of uh, dream or goal are you and you're not achieving because of those blocks that you're having right now? So that awareness and that feeling that you have gives ourselves like uh, some strength that says, oh my gosh, my life have been so stagnant because of this block. So uh, so slow. So that's why I have this block. So being aware, it's important. Then after you be aware, you have to be accepting, accepting, uh, accepting your, um, the, the block. So it means that accepting doesn't mean that you say, I have a block, I can't do anything about it. But accepting the fact that uh, you got it because it's not your fault. No one really taught you how your brain likes learning. No one really taught you how your brain likes um, understanding things. If I ask you, how does your brain understand a book? You say, I don't know. I just open the book and I start understanding. Well, there are three different processes you can use to understand something. And you are, you are not even aware. So now you don't have power on that process. So the process will control you. As well as you don't have power on your blocks, your blocks are going to control you. So the most important thing is to be aware, accepting it's not your fault, and be responsible. What does it mean be responsible? Responsible means... Be able to respond, okay? Yeah. Respond to what? Respond to the situation, meaning, and now what do I do? Do I, so people are on the edge in that moment, are thinking, either I stay in my comfort zone, thinking I have a block, I can't do anything about it. Like me, in the beginning, when I was in school, I was thinking, I'm dyslexic, I can't do anything about it, I can't read, I can't understand, I, oh, it's okay. Um, but at some point, I was seeing possibilities sliding by and going away from me. And, and I decided to just throw the edge on the other side. It's like crash that wall and throw on the other side, which I thought in that moment, I have to find something. I have to find a solution. I, I want to see. And when you step into that zone, it's uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable because... You know what's happening here. You know what's happening in your uh, like comfort zone, and 
and everything is so predictable that you know that you're going to complain about you can't retain and and so it's very easy but when you step out of that edge and the comfort zone and you start seeing what you can do that becomes very comfortable and so sometimes people what they do is they start thinking uh i should I, should, I think I should still think like I can't retain because it seems right to think this way. I, I not, I'm, I, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't seem right. It seems familiar, but it's not right. What is right for you, what is good for you, it's a, a totally different story. What's good for you, you know it, and it's going through that wall and find your possibilities, solutions, strategies. It depends on your blocks. So after you're aware of your blocks, now you identify them. Now you are as tangible as possible to understand what strategies are going to unblock you. I, I'm, I'm going to say something to you. Yeah. I don't have the truth, but for sure, when I didn't know Genesis 21 Days, uh, then I became a co-creator of this course, I was looking anywhere, like books, going on YouTube and all of that. But you know what? First of all, I was happy because I was doing something towards that block. But second, sometimes I felt there's so much, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even apply all of this. And so that's why um, relying and finding a professional that can identify for your blocks and giving you the strategies you really need saves you time, which would save you life and saves you money if you're in business or whatever it is. So I would say to you, even if, it's, if it is not with me, or with, but do it with someone else, find those blocks, find the strategies, and it depends, of course, on your blocks about the strategies. I would like to give you more strategies, but uh, it's very hard. You have to be more specific, Brigham, to oh, give absolutely. you. Absolutely. And it, it's something that's tailored to almost every single person individually because there's, there's learning blocks and it comes down to all the different data points from your whole life. So it, you really have to kind of do a one-on-one -on -one or at least start to go through those, those systematic processes. So this, this next topic, I, I mean, we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, it's about how to organize. Now, all of us have have ways that we've been taught to organize. Not all of us actually implement it. Uh, one of my very favorite things that I've taken from your course is this idea of mind mapping. I, I use it with all of my notes now. And it it is something that takes all of the stress from, from the back of my mind and puts it on paper. And then I can do usually two different iterations of that mind map and start to understand concepts and how they relate to each other back to the main topic. So tell us a little bit more about how, when you have organized thoughts, an organized system, an organized idea, uh, that you can overcome a lot of these blocks. Go ahead. So first of all, organization, it's a very, very, very big topic. Why? Everyone, everyone, not kidding, has a different way to organize, has to have a different way to organize. So in my career, uh, which has been, been already over 10 years, I found thousands of people that were struggling with organizing. And one of the things that I make them realize immediately is if you are struggling to organize yourself, it's because either you are growing and it's a great thing. Get excited because now it's coming something new to learn, okay? Or you just don't want to do anything and you feel like I have to do something in order to keep me busy, okay? So I, but most, most of the times people that are, want to improve organization is because they want to, they have a life improvement, a life changing thing, and, and they want to be ready for it. So how do you organize? 
There are different ways you can organize yourself. First of all, the base of anything and any structure of organization is mind maps, as you already said. Because if you can't organize, um, I mean, you're organizing your failure in this case. If you don't plan, you're planning your failure. Yeah. So mind maps, and by the way, you can't organize if your brain is focused on overwhelming or if your brain is in, over, in overwhelming mode, if it is a frustration mode. It's not the best way to plan or organize in that, in that state of mind. It's to get out of the state of mind. And so mind maps, as now, 2024, has been the number one tool that if you know how to use it based on your brain, you're going to release your overwhelming and anxiety and frustration in like a matter of seconds. So as far as like business learning and all of that, so mind maps are the best tool ever. So... To tell you, I used MindNaps to organize myself. That's not a, not a, not a secret. Uh, to share with you, last year we had about 24, or, let me see, 20, about 23, 24 projects. So in three different areas. So one is Genius of 21 Days, one is a real estate business, and other partnerships we're creating. So now, <laughs> 23 or 24, whatever, projects I had, how can I handle all of them without feeling overwhelmed? Well, I drew about 59 mind maps, delegating, and people were saying, oh my gosh, you're the most, I had people help me with the projects too. You're the most organized person I've ever worked with. And so we expand our team to, let's say two to 14. Anyways, it was really fun. Uh, and they said, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And and so they all wanted to learn how I was doing that. And guys, we ended up to finish all the projects like I think two months before the end date. And, and what happens is overwhelming, it's a kind of energy. Mm -hmm. Mind maps allows you to transform your overwhelming in excitement. How? And mind maps will give you a big picture of all the details and, and the, the tools you need for everything you need to do. So now if your brain has a big picture of all the details, your brain can predict what each detail has to be done and what priority they, has to have, they have to have in the process. So now what happens? That I knew I wanted to get that, that, mm, that deal done by, it was, um, let me see if I remember, it was, I think August, yes, in August and August, September. So now what happens is I said, okay, in order to do that, I have to do all of this. And so now what happens is every day, I felt like a growing bar. <laughs> like, okay, if today I wake up and I do the things I have to do, this is going to be 1% of the project. Okay, now what happens is I woke up with excitement. I said, okay, I want to do one and a half. I want to be super satisfied to do one and a half. And I was doing things as fast as I could. And so that overwhelming created excitement. And so with that excitement and motivation and energy, you're going to be handling also unexpected things that happens during your day, but by finishing the things you have to do. And so this will generate what? More enthusiasm the day after, more energy the day after, instead of I'm super, super busy, but I'm not being productive. And so you go to bed unsatisfied, you wake up in the morning seven times more unsatisfied than you were before. Mm -hmm. And and this because our brain enhances emotions of the day before uh, for Anyways, I don't want to explain this. It's very long. But what happens is you're going to feel more unsatisfied, more unworthy, unworthy or uh, more. And so this will generate stress, which decreases your energy, decreases your focus. And so how can you be more productive without focus? 
So being organized, it's very important for your health, for your wealth, and for yourself, which is the most important thing that creates result. Never forget the most important person in your life is you because you're generating results mm-hmm. and you being love and faith. So that's what I would say. I love that. Thank you so much. You know, that reminded me of a strategy that I used to teach my students when I was a theater teacher, when they're like, man, I get really you know, a ton of stage fright. What do I do when I have that anxiety? <laughs> I, I say, just reframe it into excitement. They, they feel so similar. You can trick your brain to saying, you know, I'm so excited about this. And a lot of times that's such a great win when we can start to reframe through the way that we've organized our mind, through the way that we've organized our experiences, say, yes, I'm excited about this. Not anxious, I'm excited. And I loved how you, you brought that up. So good. <laughs> Love it too. <laughs> yeah, th- this next part, guys, this is something that I've I've helped. It's helped me in multiple ways to be able to, to really understand how to, to make quick connections and how to have uh, these blocks that, that I didn't recognize where those connections were to be able to start to find connections quickly and efficiently. And he's got a whole method. He goes into this for like probably over an hour, but we're going to have just a little moment to talk about how to create connections in a very palpable way and very systematic way. So tell us a little bit more. How do we make connections to unlock some of those, those chains and unlock some of the blocks that we have in, in our learning? Okay. So connections, uh, it depends So how you're looking at connections since uh, what do you want to connect, connect things with? So, and what's your goal? The most important thing I would say is identify what your end goal is mm-hmm. and then understanding what are the steps that are going to connect you with that goal. That's what people call usually call like reverse engineer or whatever. Uh, but our, your brain really works thinking about the end and then breaking it down to see it in a more affordable way. So in order to make connections, I think it depends on really what you mean with the word connection, okay? But for me, the word connection means I wanna connect with the goal that I have and achieve it. And so in this case, what I would do is I would see the entire whole goal and and when people are, they see the entire whole goal, they may feel scared, fear, or uh, anxiety, frustration, it's too big for me, thoughts that makes you step into your comfort zone, right? But the real moment you cross that bridge, you cross that thing, you start thinking, okay, you know what I wanna do? Okay, let me break it down. And you break down and you start seeing that more affordable, so your brain will eat bites. Guys, you can eat an entire cake just in one bite, right? So you have to do it bite by bite. <laughs> and there are maybe better strategies to eat the cake. So <laughs> find it. <laughs> and so that's what I would do it. Now, what do you mean with connections, Brigham? I don't know if I'm getting the point. I think this. you're absolutely tapping into that because one of the, the strategies you talk about was uh, was paths. Now, I know that's a term that you'd need to go through the class to understand. Can you tell us a little bit about how you create those those intentions? So you're like, oh, this is what I want to do. Here's the system to make sure those are connected as you're moving forward. So you're talking about memorization. Yes, a memorization. Uh, because I do think sometimes uh, we get stuck in uh, in our memorization. I've, I know I've done that when I'm learning languages. I've done that when I'm, I'm studying for a test or I'm working on 
taking something that seems foreign and trying to make it familiar. Uh -huh. So yeah, let's talk about that part. So, wow, it's a big topic. It's a big Actually, topic. Let me see. Do we have it when I see it? Okay, perfect. So um, memorization. So the most important thing you have to understand is our brain works on three different characteristics, which is um, visual, associations, and emotions. Mm. So now everything you can store in your brain, it's stored perfectly. If all the things you're st st putting in your brain has those three characteristics. A question usually asked people is, Think about an event that happened in your life a while ago. I don't need to know the event, okay? But if you're thinking about that event, without even knowing what the event is, for sure has images, associations, and emotions related to the event. Mm -hmm. So now, you could recall that event that maybe happened like 10, 20 years ago. So something that you say, I didn't think every day to this event, but every I, I can think about it and I can find it in my brain clear. And there are maybe several of those events that I can find because all those events and information that you have as all those three characteristics. Now the technique, which is the path that you were talking about, translate uh, the every single piece of information in how, how our brain likes learning it. So in language, the brain understands it. So it's very hard to explain this in 10 minutes or one minute or whatever, or one hour actually takes the course about two or hours and a half to explain it, plus exercises. So, but after you understand it, then you're now speaking the language of the brain and you're able to associate and retain and learn as fast as you want any piece of information. So, but you have to understand your own language that goes for sure for through those three characteristics at the same time, everyone speaks a little bit different. So you don't speak like with my heavy Italian accent and an Italian person has also different other accents. So what I'm saying to you is you have to find the way your brain speaks. And in the genius course, you find exactly how that is for your brain. So you can bridge and bridge the gap that you're having between, I wanna retain this, but I can't, okay? Perfect. Love it. That that was a great, very succinct way to talk about that. Yeah, if you know the topic, I know you said <laughs> you're saying everything, but I know for many other people here, they never never heard about this. They're saying, He's, I, I don't get it. I know, guys, that you don't get it, but hope you understood the concept at least. Yeah, that, that concept, I, I think of making sure that we have uh, multiple senses that we are are connecting to those those ideas. That's the way we memorize. And I, I, I think the more evocative that memory is, the more shocking or entertaining or funny or, or connected you are to that idea, the easier it is to create recallability. And that's why I love that strategy is mm -hmm. because you are forcing yourself to, to go there in your mind and utilize all the different elements of the way you like to learn. So I, I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, My pleasure. This next uh, part is going to take a little bit of explaining because I, I love this idea. I brought it up on a couple different uh, podcasts, but this idea of kintsugi. Now, if you've never heard of this, I'm going to just give you a kind of overview, guys. Uh, kintsugi is a, a method of taking a, a broken bowl, like a piece of pottery that has been shattered and reconnecting it with gold. And that's simplifying it in a way. In Chinese, it's jin qi. Gene is gold. G is to continue. You continue forward. You continue mo uh, moving forward because of this way that you connected 
those broken pieces. This imperfection is something that I think people get scared of and it creates a lot of learning blocks because they want to be perfect in their learning. They want to be perfect in whatever it is that they're working on. And a lot of times because they think of perfect as not having flaws and not making mistakes, they inhibit and inhibit their progress. And what I love about, about Cosimo and his classes, he talks about how to work through imperfection, work through mistakes and utilize mistakes. So Cosimo, can you talk to us a little bit about how we don't need to be afraid of making mistakes and we can actually <laughs> learn through the mistakes, through our failures? Go ahead. I love it. So I would start with a sentence. Do you know the definition of learning? What's the definition of learning? Many people don't know it, but maybe I have to retain something. No, learning, it's not retaining only. The definition of learning is a process made up of mistakes. So if you don't make mistakes, you will never learn something new or improve something. Okay. So let me tell you this. This is a very important topic for me because I am a very recovered perfectionist. So mm. <laughs> and <laughs> And so what happens is, I mean, you understand that being dyslexic and not being able to retain as many and as much as other were doing in my brain, okay? This is what I believed in that moment. For me, I needed to have everything perfect in order not to show that weakness that I had. Yeah. And so I was studying more than others. I was, uh, I would, sometimes I was crying more than others. <laughs> but what I would say to you, is that at some point I noticed that there was this was this was a guy that I met um, uh, through school again. Um, there was the, the the class was called like the special class. I was not in the special class, but the special class there were people that were um, let's say disabled or they were having some special assistant right. assistance in the school. And I met Marco, which is uh, we became friends. And um, because I wanted to volunteer, so in the school, and so I was doing this after school hours. And this guy said, I feel so happy, I feel so happy. And I said, okay, great that you feel happy, I love it. But in my brain, I was thinking, how can you feel happy every time? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not possible or, uh, I, and I said, but also, when you go home and you can't run and you can't walk and you can't do this. I mean, I, I ain't you feeling like a, a limited because in my brain being dyslexic, I felt limited and guys, I'm sorry if you, if you see that I'm judging, but in that moment I was a kid and for me, it was weird thinking I am, I'm struggling a lot in school because I'm dyslexic and this guy He's not struggling in school, but he's so happy, so happy, but he can't walk. I said, it's the same limit, but he's happy and I'm not. My brain was like, shit. so cranking in the like cracks. I said, what? <laughs> okay, perfect. So then he told me, um, you know, I, I said, uh, he told me, I asked him, Marco, but can you, can you tell me why, <laughs> why you are so happy every day? Uh, because he told me, because uh, you know what? I... I always like uh, do something that I, oh, wait just a second. I need to translate this from Italian. So, and that's, that takes a little bit, but I would say he said something like, um, because I didn't stop when the, when, oh, how do you say that word? I didn't, 
Just a second. So like he felt the limit from the teacher that he couldn't do all the problems for like the problems he assigned to him. And he said, even if I wanted to get them right, even if I did mistakes, now I learned how to pass my next test later. So basically he said, even if I got that great right now, now I know what the, the teacher wants. And so I can pass any tests later because now I know how to do it. And so I said, so you're happy because you are making mistakes. And he said, yes, because now I can trick the, the system. If you don't know what you can, <laughs> if you know how to win the system, you have to do some mistakes and then understand it. He said, that's genius. And so in my brain, what I did is I said, how can I win my system? So then let's make some mistakes and understand how this works, how this dyslexia works. Mm. And, and that allowed me to explain to my teachers that I was doing more job, more things. And they said, okay, I got it. And so it was, I got an award for all the work I was doing. And so they limit a breakthrough. Mm. And he said, happiness is in the mistakes I make, because now I see the teacher saying, why did you do that? And it made me laugh. Yes, yeah, I had a bit great, but I don't care. So what can be worse than not walking? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was so much fun. I loved it. So, and okay, I love it. I love this philosophy. So what can be worse than making a mistake? Oh. And, and that was what I learned from him. So anyways, going ahead with my life, I, I was always thinking to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. But you know what? You only will get ready. And it seems it seems normal for people to say, I get ready before I start something. But the reality is you pass all of your life getting ready. Maybe you're 40 at some point and you look back and you said, I, I get ready for 40 years <laughs> to get to the gym. Mm, well, <laughs> that can be very painful. So mm. getting ready, it's not what I want in my life. I mean, I can get ready, but then you have to take actions. Usually I'm more the fan of shoot and then take the aim so aim better okay take a better aim do aim better okay I love and that. then and and you know what happens as marco said make a mistake what can be worse that you just learn something and but you know what happens later they are gonna get a very good goal because your aim will be perfect so you get that. perfect by getting imperfect by making mistakes that is so, so true. You know, in Mandarin, there is uh, this idea of <clears throat> tian tai, meaning genius. Tian is inspiration or it's from heaven. Tai is your abilities or your talents. You take your abilities and talents and you tie it in with the inspiration. And that is where a lot of uh, your genius comes from, that creativity. And as as I was hearing you share this story of, this, of Marco, how he embraced mistakes and he actually had fun learning because of the mistakes i i love this because in in theater there's this this idea of playing the opposite i don't know if you know if you've ever experienced yes. this, but when when you intentionally make a mistake or you are reading with your kids and you make a mistake in, in intentionally so that they're like hey that's not what it was makes it more engaging rather yes. than always worrying about am i saying this right am i getting this just right if i for instance like if i thought i had to be perfect before I could do a podcast, you wouldn't be on today. We wouldn't be hearing these awesome things. I'm not perfect and that's okay. I think that's something that that is so refreshing 
that all of us have imperfections. That's part of humanity. That's part of our lived experience. There's this ex- expression, uh, fail. I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's one that I, I love. It's a faithful attempt in learning. That's what fail is. And when you have a faithful attempt in learning, we we make mistakes and we make mistakes. Eventually, we can start to course correct. And there's a, a teaching strategy that, that pops into my head based on what you just said. Uh, it's think, do, and then review. Once mm-hmm. you do the thing, then you can say, oh, did that work? Oh, I didn't make this this quite the way the teacher expected, or I was not quite creating what I was expecting. You review it, and then you come back, think about it, and then you do something else. So tell us a little bit more about your process of failing fast and failing forward, failing upward. I can actually add something to what you just said, because in learning, that's called self, self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. In school, the self-evaluation is shut up, shut off. So basically... You expect someone to evaluate you and pray the evaluation will come good. In the future, being a professional, this will translate in, I don't want to make mistakes because I don't want to get a bad bad evaluation from the world, from the people that I'm meeting. And so you're going to become less responsible, less in charge, less in control of yourself, thinking that someone else is going to give you a bad evaluation or being afraid of a bad, a bad evaluation. But think about this, being afraid, not doing the things because of bad evaluation, it's not really controlling your life. This thing is controlling you. As the teacher, in the beginning, since they shut off your, shut down your self-evaluation, basically made you feel you were not in control. You are totally in control of your life if you want to. And now to be that, how to, in this case, what I, say, I would say to you, Activate your self-evaluation, which means do, so think, do, and review. That's how you activate your self-evaluation. A very simplified way that you said it, and I like it because it likes to be simple. Uh, honestly, doing being in this industry, I studied so much that sometimes I said, why did you make this complicated self-evaluation thing? But I like it, things to be simple. And thank you for saying that to everyone. So Phil... Um, for me, there, there is no failure or success. I don't call failure or success. It's just a label that you put to results that you want and results that you don't want. So failure results that you want and that you don't want and success is results that you want, results that you want. I believe in uh, results that I want and results that I don't want. Since it's a result, okay, I can always go on the result and understand what can improve about it. You're, you're not your results. So it's like saying, if you make a poopy cake, okay? okay. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna think like, uh, uh, oh, I'm a so bad person. I am a stupid person. I am, oh my gosh, the cake is telling me that I am um, not good enough in my life to achieve the goals that I want. So guys, it makes you laugh when you think about cakes, but you're doing the same when you are losing money because of a mistake that you made. You're thinking you're stupid, you didn't do this. Money comes and goes, it's just a result, okay? But what's stupid is if you don't get control of your life and you keep making the same mistake because you didn't or didn't want to understand, thinking that someone else or something else needs to happen in your life to change it. No, 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 no. This is insanity, I would say. I would say that the most important thing is, okay, I didn't get a result that I want. Okay, then let's understand how I got there. Activate your self-evaluation. 
and then change it, change the result. Just the, the, re, the true changing is to, it comes when you stop doing the same things that you do. So in other words, let's say you wanna change complaining. The, the time you start complaining, you say, no, 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 change. And I, you change it and you say, I don't wanna complain about this. Let me think about something else. That's when you're going to throw changing. By doing that, you're reaffirming to yourself that you are a new person. You do, you're not a person that complains anymore. So going to the cake again, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make a perfect cake the, fir the first time. Maybe, okay? But why don't you focus on the perfect effort you wanna put the next time thanks to the things you learned? That's a different way. And second of all, I would say what my father would, what my father would say, <laughs> and this guy's, okay, and I, I want to tell you this story very briefly. We, we had vineyards in Italy. We were cultivating. So we were producing wine and olive oil, like with my family. We had a farm. And you know that when you have a farm and you are working with nature, you, can, you cannot predict what the weather would be like to have the perfect grapes and the perfect olives, the perfect fruits, the perfect things that you want, right? <laughs> and my father, oh, every morning was waking up. Uh, he told me this. In the beginning of his career, he said, always I was anxious about what is going to be, what is going to be. And every, every, every time I was anxious, something bad was happening. I needed to change that. And one morning I woke up and I said, this, no, this morning I'm going to pray. And he prayed, he prayed, he, didn't, he used to, to pray in the morning. He said, two minutes, doesn't matter. One, one prayers just to this ear of fruit, uh, for fruit and the things he were doing. And after a year was doing that, it was another person. It yeah. was going in nature, it went really well. That year was the highest income that he got from the farm. But the most important thing I want to tell you is, he said, when the fruit is not good, yeah, it can be some weather that can change your, your results, things that happen in your life, okay? But you have the responsibility to work on the plant every moment you can. And so, because working on the plant and making the plant stronger, no weather will destroy it. The plant will be always there. The stronger the, winds, <laughs> the winds blows, the stronger the plant needs to be, and it will become. And so... This is what I learned from the farm. And, and this is what I want to bring to people. Stop, stop complaining about your results, thinking it's not part of yourself, or sometimes being too critical and thinking you are the, <laughs> you are the, the person that's wrong. Right. Start thinking, okay, what's, what can I do now? How can I improve myself? How can I use this result to improve myself? Because you're not the cake. You're not the tree. <laughs> and you're, so you're not the fruits of the tree. You are something different. You are something light, I would say, right? You are the super mind. You are, you are the one that can fall and get back up. And so you, get, you, can't, you, can't get, you can't get back up if you start complaining about your results. You, you don't think that you can change it. You don't think through and review it. And so... Stop complaining. Stop thinking your results are, are what they are, but use the results to change something. When you use it, change is going to happen. And when you change something, something great is going to happen to you. So I'm totally sure about it.
I love that. You know what? While you were talking, this this idea of results in Mandarin popped into my head. Xiao guo is the word in Mandarin for that. It it's the resultant fruits, meaning fruits are what is the result. And when you brought up how we can't necessarily control things like the weather, but we can control how we take care of the plant. We can take care of how we cultivate and nourish it and provide every opportunity for growth. We're like those gardeners. We're not the tree. We have the ability to, to react. We're not rooted in the ground, stuck. We can actually adapt and we can make slight changes and we can see results based on how we cultivate that plant. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's so much wisdom. I would like to add something else about the story that I was saying before, because it came to me. I said it was the, the best income earning for my father that, that year. But you want to know something that year? What happened? There was a disease among the trees that was killing almost all the trees around our property. Okay. Mm -hmm. So around our property means not in the property, around us. My father, since he took care of the trees and the things with new... Um, new ways of doing, uh, of doing farming, we didn't get any disease. <laughs> so that's what I would say to you. The weather was changing around us, okay? A disease, but the tree was good enough, strong enough to say, I fight this. I don't, I don't make this. We had the best, best, um, like, uh, what did you say that in English? Harvest. Harvest, yeah. Harvest, Harvest. yes, of of their ear and it was amazing. So really the results can be controlled by you taking care of yourself and what's inside of yourself. I love that. That That is such a great, great distinction. Now, one of the, the last things I wanna bring up uh, is this idea of, of systems, but not just the boring side of systems. One of the things I love about Cosimo is he brings fun and celebration and excitement to systems and these systems of learning is something that every single one of us, after we've learned that system, we can plug into it and get great results. And Cosimo, I would love to hear your creative take on systems. How do you keep that creative, fun, lifestyle, community side of systems? Because I know when, for me, I, I'm a director when you're talking about like the drive sale system. Systems is like one of the, the least favorite things that I have to talk about. But when I took <laughs> your class... And I saw the value of systems. It actually unlocks creativity. It doesn't inhibit it. Having those rules, that structure allows you to be more creative rather than less. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I would say, long story short, systems can be created by mistakes. <laughs> First of all. Second, so by trying and retrying and retrying. Mm -hmm. What I would say to you is, um, it's always a point of view. When we are in school, we associate the school system is bad, this is bad, this is bad. So our brain is associated by the fact that systems are gonna be bad as prior. I mean, it's like in the beginning, okay, whatever. So every system, it's not gonna work well. We have that like uncertainty and um, we aren't fake. I mean, I would say like, I, we don't trust the system. I would say instead of trusting the system, trust the effort you're gonna put in that system to understand what is that you're going, you want, um, trust the fact you're gonna put effort to make the system working for you. Means if you fall, get back up, understand, review, make that a fun process. 
do you know what <laughs> this? I mean, now you're going to know something that's crazy about me. Um, excited to hear that. We, when we were creating the Genius of 21 Days course, and the course, let me tell you, in eight years ago, the Genius of 21 Days, when I was a student of the Genius of 21 Days, it was not called Genius of 21 Days, it was called Memory Mastery. Okay. So it was just about memory. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a memory in my, in my life, right? Um, and, but when we were brainstorming about uh, like a memory, it's not everything. We have to be, there is something more important than memory, which is understanding, which is um, being able to, uh, to find solutions. So being smart, I mean, intelligence. Not many people knows that they can improve their intelligence, for example, their exercises to it. I mean, there are so many things that you have to know about your brain. But at some point, we were choosing, okay, but there's so many techniques. It's so overwhelming. We, we were, me and my partner, we were there thinking, are we doing this right? And I said, it's going to be right. So it's going to work this. And we are going to do this. And, and so at some point, I remember... Um, I was really frustrated. Okay, even if I was saying to them, believe in the in this process, in this system, guys. Sometimes I fall from. I mean, as I mean, every human being, I fall from grace, and and I fell from grace in that moment, and I was very frustrated, very complaining, complaining in my brain, thinking, why should should this be so hard for us? I mean, we're doing something for people. If this really works, it's gonna change people's lives, and so 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 hard. <laughs> and one of my partners said, okay, you know what we're going to do today? What? I was really with this energy. What? I, I'm, I'm tired of it. <laughs> and he said, now let's laugh. So we start laughing like suddenly like, ha, ha, ha. so pretending. And then a friend of mine started laughing. So we put a YouTube video laughing. <laughs> so, you know, the kids, they laugh. Laughing. They start laughing at each other. We didn't even know we were all laughing. <laughs> we were laughing, laughing, laughing. And... At some point, at some point, uh, someone said, okay, what about, uh, this is not going to work. <laughs> so it's like, we were laughing. Whatever was the outcome. Yeah. And we realized that we were more powerful than the outcome. And we could trust the process only if we were in a better state of mind than the frustration I was in. So long story short, systems can be hard, if you have to build it for yourself, but they can be fun if you're able to laugh when it's time to do it. That's what I learned. I love so, that. That's it. Palms right there. That's so good. Mind blown emoji. It's so good. Thank you so much, Cosimo. Man, you over-delivered today. Uh, thank you so much for, for being on today. Is there any final things that you're like, man, I really want to make sure I bring this up uh, for, for our people? And then how do we continue to connect with you? How do people... Uh, get connected to you maybe, maybe on social media uh, how do they find out more about you well first of all you can find me on youtube i'm putting some tips there that you can find that are super good and it's you can search for cosimo intermite which is my name and last name uh cosimo it's c-o-s-i-m-o intermite is i-n-t-e-r-m-i-t-e -E. then um, yeah, connect with me, guys. I would like to hear, to mm, receive your Facebook messages or your mm, Instagram messages. I always answer. I promise. I always answer. I mean, I get so many, but I, I always answer. <laughs> so 
just uh, send me saying, cause I received yesterday a, a message on LinkedIn from a Rachel and she told me, Cosimo, we're just seeing uh, your introductory course, which is the Be a Genius course. This this changed our accelerated learning, accelerated our learning so much. Thank you. And I said, thank you. And please let me tell you. So please continue tell me, telling me how this uh, goes and if there's anything I can do for you or whatever. So guys, I, I want one day all of you to come to a live course we have. Um, we have courses on Zoom live or live in person. And this is going to be done this year, live in person. I mean, this year or anyways, this year. Uh, we are planning that. See, my brain is thinking, do we plan that? No, yet, but it will be this year. So sure. contact our office and really find out how your brain can 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 upgrade, can can feel like you never felt. And the first thing I would like to see is your brain means you can do like a genius test and that you can know everything about your brain, blocks you might have, strengths that you have, you're using, you're using, how your brain likes learning. And so then you're gonna understand how your brain works and, and then take the genius course, Yeah, really take the genius course. It's not because I wanna sell courses, I don't care if I sell or no, I care that someone, someone's life has changed. And I believe, like Brigham was saying before, and it has the genius, how the genius the days like changed my life and other people's lives, this is gonna change also yours, whether you believe this or not. And let's have some laugh and fun about it. So it's gonna be very, very fun because learning is fun. You can ask your kid, <laughs> they can never stop having fun. So let's become again kids and have that joy, that enthusiasm, that everything is possible feeling because really everything is possible when your brain knows how to do it. So thank so, you so much. Cosimo. My pleasure. That was awesome. I really appreciate you, man. You over delivering. Uh, and uh, right now I just want to say thanks one more time and guys stick around because we have another awesome episode right after this one, right at nine o'clock, like three minutes. We're going to talk with Craig and Meredith and man, I am super stoked and Cosmo feel free to stay if you want to, but I totally understand you've got a whole business to run. So, Oh, Mer Jesse, want to say hi, Meredith. Hi, Craig. Cosmo. Hi, Cosmo. It's so good to see you. So I love good to see you. And so can't wait to hug you soon. Yes, absolutely. So have fun with Brigham. Yes, we're going to have a great, great time adding even more value to this call. This is something that I, I love doing is connecting awesome people.